Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Tiffany McGee. Tiffany, are you ready to do this? I am. Excellent. Let's do this. Tiffany is a partner at Momentum Advisors and the head of the firm's institutional client services practice, where she oversees fiduciary and investment advisory services. She is also the creator of Stock Savvy. I'm excited to have you on. Tiffany, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure. Um, so first of all, George, thank you so much for having me on. I'm a big fan of your podcast, and so I'm excited to chat with you well, today. Thank you. Um, so I've been in the investment industry uh, for about 15 years. I started my career at Merrill Lynch uh, as an investment advisor, um, and then I worked for, I've worked for several large asset management companies. Uh, now I have my own firm, Momentum Advisors, with two partners, um, and we're based in New York. Uh, so... And what I do is I manage, uh, as you stated, investments for institutions um, as well as high net worth individuals. And so I absolutely love my job. Um, I especially love uh, taking something seemingly complex like investing and making it seem very simple for my clients. Um, And throughout my career, what I noticed is that, you know, one thing that's kind of painfully obvious um, from all the people that I met and talked with and the advisors that I observed is that Wall Street does not talk to women. In fact, I think Wall Street kind of overly complicates investment information for everyone. Um, But especially when it came to talking to women, you know, um, things were were not really explained um, easily. And also, I think the messaging is different. So when you look out there, um, you know, all of the, the... the messaging directed at women is about saving and sacrificing and, Hey, you're, you're making the wrong decisions. You're going shopping and you're not, you know, doing things this way. But then when you listen to the messaging, um, that's geared towards men, it's about, Oh, this is like the new hot stock. And this is like the new hot industry. And I felt that that was, yeah, I really didn't like how that was going down. Um, and then when you look at all the research, um, every financial institution uh, puts out a women's study almost every single year. Um, and it really just, every single year, it's at the same findings that really women make better investors than men when we do invest, right? So we um, tend to do more research. Uh, we tend to stick to an investment plan, but yet we lack the confidence. So when we do invest, we're doing very well. Uh, on average, I think we're, our returns are about uh, about 0.5% higher than men. Um, but more of us, but there are less of us investing than men. And really, we're not really socialized to be encouraged to be good at math and science and investing. And so while that tide is turning in the area of STEM, <clears throat> I really wanted to take a look at investing and do something to kind of change that narrative. So I created Stock Savvy and Stock Savvy is a weekly market commentary um, geared towards women but really anybody can pick it up and read it. And um, <clears throat> it's the intersection. It's really cool. It's the intersection of fashion and beauty and um, <clears throat> like um, uh, luxury industry and socks. And really what, that, the, really what that stems from is the fact that, you know, women make 87% of the buying decisions in the household. And in some communities, it's even higher. We're already making buying decisions. 
right? We're, you know, whether we're single or whether we're married, usually the woman is kind of like the CEO of the house, right? Uh, and so we're, we have this confidence to make those buying decisions when it comes to the household, but not necessarily when it comes to stocks. And that's really what I wanted to change. Um, so uh, the, the market commentary is free and it comes out every Monday. So, um, you know, Monday is kind of like a recap of the previous week. And then on Thursdays, we do something called glam-splaining, right? And it's kind of like the play on mansplaining. It's meant <laughs> to be fun. Um, <laughs> and so we take something, we, we take a term, and we totally trick it out and glam it out. And so if you read Stock Savvy, you know, I would definitely encourage everybody to do that. It's so fun. It's unlike anything you've ever read. You know, we talked about things dipped in glitter and shellac in patent leather, which, you know, <laughs> those two things and stocks never, you know, right. you would never see in a sentence together, right? And we, we um, put in some music references, you know, some hip-hop references, maybe a little Taylor Swift reference. Um, and it's just meant to be fun. Um, and we've gotten such a great response. So I'm really excited that, um, that we've kind of taken on this project. Well, I think that's awesome. So congratulations on... On kicking that off, um, when when did you launch it? So we officially. So this has actually been um, in the works, kind of you know in in my head for probably about the past five to six years. Okay. But um, I uh, really about a year ago, I was talking to a friend about it, and I really wanted to kind of start kicking it off. And she said, "Oh my gosh, this is brilliant! You need to just start this." And so. You know, we did a lot of research. I said, well, here's what I think is going on. I've read some research, but let me let me just kind of do some, and I'm really going to put this out there. Let me do some more research. And so it was a good, you know, six months of, um, of kind of figuring out who, you know, who we wanted to talk to, um, what types of women we wanted to talk to. And so we really launched about um, probably about uh, four months ago. Um, and so we've, it, the response has been great. Um, uh, and we haven't done much marketing. Um, I think we did a couple, uh, LinkedIn posts. Um, and now we have hundreds of people reading us, um, including some, some wall street, uh, nerds as we call them. We, 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 <laughs> we have this term of endearment for, <laughs> for people in the, in the industry and we call them wall street nerds. So it's, it's, uh, it's been really cool um you know because i am an advisor in my everyday life and so um people know that i'm doing this and so a lot of um you know asset management companies that i that i come in contact with on a daily basis have started reading it and they and they love it and even they're they're learning something so it's not just for um it's not just for women it's also not just for people just starting out in the industry um one of the things i learned when i started my career at merrill lynch was that every single advisor does not know every single thing. In fact, that's the absolute know, truth. Um, <laughs> right. Right. I mean, but, but the, like, like the general public thinks that if you're a financial advisor, that you know, everything, right. Um, you know, about lending, you know, about like um, credit and interest rates and, and stocks and everything. Um, and so, um, and I think some of us, you know, even as advisors in, in the investment industry, or people who know a little bit more than the general public, um, you know, we would never, if there's something we don't understand, we would never admit to that. <laughs> so I've, I've had a few people come up to me um, and say, who are in the industry and say, yeah, I really didn't know that. Um, I was like, okay, cool. So, so uh, you know, we, we taught you something. So that's nice. what I've been really most excited about. Yeah. 
Well, I think that that's awesome. I think that I think that there's so much complexity that comes out of mainstream financial media and mainstream financial firms that's absolutely unnecessary. And I credit you for being passionate about taking these complex things and making them easy to understand. And I think that people want that at the end of the day too, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is not rocket science. Right. You know, we don't have to keep this, we we don't have to, you know, this is information that only a few should hold close, you Mm -hmm. know? And, and, and I don't know, you know, from your experience, but being an advisor, I, I think that the best client relationships I have are the relationships where I'm really able to communicate and explain things to my clients and they get it like, like a light bulb goes off. Um, because maybe a previous financial advisor um, didn't take the time to explain it to them. And so that relationship really didn't work out. And so when you have, you know, when you have an advisor that you can really talk to and that can really take the time to um, explain it to you and really has the insight to know, because sometimes you're talking to people and that you're explaining something and they're like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And you, you know, they have no (laughs) idea what you're talking about. Right. I mean, I know oh, you sure. probably experienced this, but then you also realize when a light bulb goes off. And I think that's, that, that's the coolest thing. Yeah. And I, I love that you're making it fun because there's no reason that this topic or any topic can't be, um, can't have a fun spin on it. And I think that fundamentally one of the failings of our financial advisors and the whole financial industry is that they're not delivering this important information in a way that's fun or at least somewhat fun and therefore people are not paying close enough attention or they're not changing their behaviors so mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i mean i think i don't think advisors are compensated for their clients for whether their clients understand them or not but as a matter of fact that i mean if, if I had to guess, and, and I won't, you know, if, if I had to guess, I would say sometimes advisors make it complicated on purpose so that clients come to them and For don't sure. go do it themselves. I mean, there, there, there is um, a lot of money to be made in this industry, a lot. Um, and so I, I think that if people, you know, some advisors, not all, there, there's some, some amazing advisors out there, but I think some their view is that, hey, if I teach someone to do it, then they're going to do it on their own and not come to me. And at the end of the day, you know, clients have their own lives, you know, they have their own careers, they have their their own responsibilities. And, you know, chances are, they're probably not going to take money away from an advisor and say, hey, I'm going to do all this myself, because it does require a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of research. Um, So why not meet them halfway and say, look, you know, I'm happy to do this for you. Um, I just want to make sure that you understand this. And that way, that way, when things happen, events happen, like last week and the market goes down, you know, the Dow, the, the Dow was down 1,300 points in two days and the S&P was down, what, like 4.2%, something like that. Clearly, you, you can tell I just wrote Stack Savvy <laughs> over the weekend, so I know my numbers. Uh, and so, you know, when, when those kinds of events happen, then, you know, your, your, your client understands what's going on. And, and doesn't um, get caught up in emotion. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Um, I, and I also appreciate the fact that when those um, surveys or those studies come out and they indicate that, that women are oftentimes 
more successful at investing than men are. Um, I, I think that that's a cool thing, number one. Um, and I, I also know that that women and men are both susceptible to uh, to really poor financial decisions and poor financial behavior. So I, I wanted to get your take on if you could wave a magic wand and get the majority of ordinary investors to stop doing certain things and start doing other things, what would some of those things be? Hmm. So I, I have a couple. Um, and so one thing in, um, in my role at Momentum, one of the things we do is we, um, we manage investments for institutional retirement plans. So if you have a, um, if you have a job and you have a retirement plan at your job, I am the person who is working with um, the CFO or the head of HR to um, to uh, select the funds that will be put on the um, the platform um, in your plan for you to choose from, right? If that makes sense. Uh, and so I'm very kind of in tune with, um, you know, part of what I do is not just uh, selecting and monitoring the funds, but also looking at investment behavior. And so, um, you know, one of the things is I'm, I'm so surprised about of some, how many people are not investing in their retirement plan. So people come up to me, you know, when they find out what I do and they're like, you know, they say, Hey, what should I invest in? I said, well, are you investing now? Well, no, but I want to invest. <laughs> so, well, are you investing in your retirement plan? You know, no, I'm not investing in my retirement plan or, Oh yeah, I'm doing the minimum to get the match. And I said, well, before you open up, <laughs> uh, investment account anywhere, please contribute to your retirement plan, you know, right. for, for a number of reasons, it's tax deferred savings. Uh, you know, it's a, a systematic plan where you can kind of stay on track and it's doing what's called dollar cost averaging. So, you know, you can probably spend an, an hour on that, but it's an effective way to kind of capture market, uh, market, um, uh, upsides, um, and take advantage of the downsides. Um, and so, but that's, that's really fundamental. I mean, Investing in your retirement plan doesn't sound sexy, but I mean, I think money is pretty sexy. And I think, you know, having money in your, in your, um, in your bank account when you're age 67 is pretty sexy also. Oh, so sure. that's the main thing. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that, that's the main thing. Um, and then I, I think the, the other piece, you know, um, is don't be afraid of stocks. You know, um, I, I'm a big fan of mutual funds, but I think, um, and this is what we're trying to do with stocks, Savvy, is to really get people comfortable with stocks um, and definitely to, to make them fun. Um, and really when it comes to women, you know, um, currently in, in the U.S., 60% of the personal wealth is um, really handled by women. So we control 60% of the personal wealth. And in the year 20, uh, 2023, it's going to be 75%. Uh, so I really want to instill um, with all investors, really, you know, that um, to, to have a little bit more confidence in this. Um, and there are a number of ways that you can do it. You can even do like a mock portfolio um, where you can, you can kind of play with it before you even get um, before you actually invest um, in the stock market. But you'd be surprised to see, you know, if you do a mock portfolio um, where you don't have any fear of losing money, you'd be surprised to see how good your calls were. It's hmm. a great point. I love it. Yeah. So I, I've got circled glam splaining. Give me an example or uh, or some of the last couple of things that that, that you glam splained. Uh, glam splaining. Uh, so, 
Let me see. So I think one a while ago, um, so we, we glimpsed the earnings report. Uh, and, and a cool thing that we do, we didn't do it this quarter, but we did it last earnings season, is um, you know, we, we track these stocks, um, we, we collectively call them the Lux list. And um, really it's the S&P Global, um, Global Luxury Index, but everything glam. And one of those big stocks is um, LVMH, uh, which is Louis Vuitton. And um, when you kind of look at what Louis Vuitton owns, not just bags. I mean, they own Sephora. They own, you know, um, uh, uh, spirits and champagne and um, a lot of things. And so what we do is we, we actually live tweet. We usually live tweet the earnings report. Um, and we did that last quarter, but um, the last, but around that time, the glam flame is glam flame the earnings report. And actually, we actually repeated that about uh, two weeks ago to get ready for earnings season. And so we kind of explained it that you know an earnings report is um, basically like um, um, like a um, a show for Fashion Week, right? A fashion show for, for oh, actually a lookbook for Fashion Week, and that really is what it is. You know, so if you're into fashion or designers, um, you know, a, a designer will put out a lookbook and it's everything, it's all the highlights, right? Here's what we're doing. Here's what's going on. And that's really what an earnings report is. And so when you start to look at stocks, one of the things you definitely want to pay attention to is the earnings report. Um, and that report is pretty lengthy. And I wouldn't suggest anybody tackle that. Um, cause that doesn't sound like much fun, right? but what I do suggest, right? Those doesn't sound like a nice Friday night at all. Um, but what I do suggest is that you listen to, um, the earnings call, right? And so with each, um, with each report, they'll, uh, do each company will do a press release and then, um, usually, uh, uh a call and it, where it gets really fun, especially like we'll, an example was Tesla. So we talk a lot about Tesla and there's been so much going on with Tesla and Elon Musk's behavior. Um, but if you were listening to the earning calls, um, <laughs> you know, at least uh, in this year alone, I mean, you kind of saw that coming, you know? Um, so it's really, really interesting. And it, I think it kind of personalizes things. Um, you, know, you could listen to an earnings call with LVMH and, and, and they talk about how they're growing in China, you know, how online sales are, are, are great and, um, and really talking more about last quarter, this quarter, not so much, but, um, and how the, you know, the, the, the growth is coming from China and across, you know, different stocks, especially when it comes to retail, you're able to kind of piece together trends, you know, um, it just, I mean, it, and the, Trends are, you know, um, there's a lot of growth coming out of China across all luxury brands, across all retail grant brands. Um, Amazon, of course, is taking over, right? Retail, um, you know, um, brick and mortar stores are not doing great um, because of like the, we call the Amazon effect. However, the luxury market is still hanging in there because what people want is experiences. And so those, what I just mentioned are all trends. And so, you know, when you talk about stocks and when you, you know, when is your research, you have to kind of tap into earnings and that earnings call is very, it's a very cool way of um, doing that. And it's all in plain information, you know, uh, and then you get to hear from like the CEO and all the, the, the top people. So I love it. I think that that's a great way to, uh, to frame what could be sort of an intimidating uh, 
document to go through and even I think some people might even be intimidated just to just to jump on and listen to an earnings call but making it putting in that frame I think is very cool so excellent well Tiffany Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip what do you have for them so I kind of uh, already gave it to you <laughs> but um, really you know it, it's really very simple um, you know even if you're not um, invested in stocks right now, even if you're not um, comfortable with stocks, uh, the first thing I would say is to do a mock portfolio. You can do one on MarketWatch. You can do one on, um, on Yahoo Finance um, and start to just pick the companies of the things that you buy every day. Um, you know, especially uh, women, when we find a product that we like, we tell our friends and they tell their friends and they tell their friends. And we are really creators of markets. And so we're able to understand that. Um, and then when you apply that to stocks, it, it really is very similar. And, you know, definitely test the waters with a mock portfolio. Um, look at your returns. I guarantee that you'll probably be surprised because, you know, you should really trust your instincts. Um, and that's what I would say. And uh, the other thing is, you know, our, our tagline for Stock Savvy is invest like a girl. And there was an article that came out years ago that said Warren Buffett invest like a girl. And if you follow Warren Buffett or if you know anything about him, he really does put a lot of research um, into things. He has more of like a, like a buy and hold strategy. And so that's why our tagline is invest like a girl. Well, I love it. That is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. So, Tiffany, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Where can they find Stock Savvy? Sure. Um, so, everybody can go to www.stocksavvy, and that's S-T-O-C-S-A-V-V-Y.com. Um, and you can just register for the weekly commentary in the glance point. It's free. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook, and that is just stock, S-T-O-C-S-A-V-V-Y, at Stock Savvy. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Tiffany your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to StockSavvy.com and register and find them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as well. Thank you again, Tiffany. Thank you, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Great job. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.